Welcome back to the second segment of Dateline New Haven and WNHH New Haven Home for Community Radio. I'm Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our community tick. We have a very patient man on the other end of the Zoom call, State Rep. Harry Aurora, who is the Republican candidate for state treasurer. Hello, Mr. Aurora. Thanks so much for coming on Dateline New Haven. So, Harry Aurora, who are you and why are you running for state treasurer, which is the job that oversees Connecticut's $45 billion in pension and trust fund assets? That's right. That's right. I am. My name is Harry Rora, state rep for two terms right now. Uh, prior to that, uh, I was uh, in finance as an investment manager for nearly two decades. Um, I, I manage money for institutions, um, has been involved in finance in some capacity or the other, started my own firm. Uh, from a background perspective, I came to this country as a student 30 years ago. Uh, you know, went to, went to school fell into the business, worked for other people, and then started my own business. Uh, five years ago, my partner took over the firm, and so I decided to pursue my dream of, of, to, of serving the pub, of public service. And uh, here I am. I think this uh, role is just in line with my background. Uh, the, just as you mentioned, it's about managing the pension assets. It's about managing the debt. This is something I know inside out, and now I have worked in the legislature, so I know how to work in the government and with the uh, uh, with various parts of various uh, parts of the government. So that's why I think I'm the right person to uh, get the job done, and I have a plan. Okay, let's talk about that. So there are two aspects to how you would manage, looking at how you would do things. A, you're saying your personal background and the experience you have helps you just do a better job investing money, right? So you're not, that's, not, that's something you'd definitely do differently. You would just look at where the best investments are. But you've also talked about doing some things differently, some changes you'd bring. You talked about... Leveraging data science and technology. So I wanted to ask you how specifically you would do that differently from it's being done now. Are there, are there like big data sets we're not looking at? Are there certain kinds of, of in, uh, analyses of, of investments that aren't being looked at that will help you get us a better return? No, that's not from my uh plan action plan but i am a data i like leveraging data. i saw that on your website about leveraging data science and technology uh that's a that's a, an element of all what we do these days so uh the major idea here is take the basic finance ideas and uh, in terms of uh, making the asset allocation right you know uh, currently our asset allocation for a pension program um is is somewhat skewed and those are the things we we try to focus on um, yeah, and is it skewed in terms of how much money we put in certain kinds of investments versus others? Like, what in what ways is it skewed? Sure, sure. So the most glaring difference between us and most of the other pensions is that we are only twenty percent in U.S. public equities. Mm-hmm. So typically, if you look at most U.S. pensions or U.S. state pensions, uh, the right right kind of or an average allocation is somewhere around forty percent. And what are and the other now, investments in? Uh, pardon me? Are the other investments in bond markets and overseas? Yes. It- yes. So our asset allocation is 50% public equity, much more focused on international equity, Europe as well as emerging markets, and a much smaller allocation to U.S. public equity. Mm-hmm. And that's really cost us a lot of uh, performance uh, dollars over the last decade. And uh, because, as you know, a lot of the technolo- techno- technological innovation has been driven by U.S. firms. Um, and U.S. firms do form a big part of that uh, return set. Now, but now in the short term, we're looking at how technology firms are now showing their d- 
dis- not dismal, but uh, upsetting results in the last few days. We've seen that from Google. We've seen it even Microsoft, which has not reported that in a long time. Is that am I thinking too much short term? You're saying long term U.S. equities perform better, or did the stock market here just have a great run and there's going to be a correction and maybe it's good we have only twenty percent of our investments in in U.S. equities? Well, it's worked out really poorly because it's not as if we were in cash. The other thirty percent was in international equities. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's going even worse. Yeah, it's it's been really bad because you know if you think about emerging markets, about China, for example, the Chinese companies are. Uh, I don't know if you've been following. I have. They're but, tanking. Yeah. It's really it's that's uh, partly it's, COVID and partly the uh, new policies of, of of the premier there, but you know the BRIC countries right Brazil Russia India China those were emerging markets in the in the aughts and I'm guessing if I'm tell me if I'm wrong that that might be when we increased those investments because those are, those emerging markets were considered the hot ticket right. So this is I step back and say we are not here to speculate or gamble. That's mm-hmm. not the uh, objective when you're talking about our pensioners' assets, and that's really much problem with what we're doing right now. We're really picking stuff which is more speculative, which maybe works out le- better. What we need to do is have a conservative for, I'm not saying put everything in U.S. equities either. What I'm saying is let's not be underweight. Let's do a 40, 45 percent U.S. equities. Let's have 10 percent is international. Let's ma- make sure that our bond, bond exposure is higher grade. We have a much larger proportion of our bond portfolio in lower grade bonds, which is uh, high yield as well as uh, as well as emerging market bonds. And there is no need for us to be trying to be that aggressive speculative. And it's cost us. It's shown us into the last 20 years we are rock bottom. We are amongst the um, the lower quartile, or we are in the low, lowest as a matter of fact, lowest decile of performers over the last five year framework. So 10 years maybe. A little different, but not much different either. So, and you're saying so that means that we were seeking. You're, you're criticizing the treasuries for seeking higher returns by being a little more speculative, by going to emerging markets, going to riskier bond investments rather than playing it safe. I don't even know that. I, I, I don't. I, my point is, asset allocation is wrong by prudent measures. Mm-hmm. What, what the motivation? I'm unable to read through or go through meetings which have a, a, a good discussion. That's the other part. I would make this process much more transparent. Of the, the, there's a lot of discussion about one manager versus the other, but this asset allocation defines returns to the most part. Mm-hmm. And what we need to do is make sure we define why are we defined, uh, invested in a certain way. And to your point, if there is a reason, there is a good thought process that we're going to be all emerging, which we don't are uh, overweight emerging, then th- let that discussion be and be explained to the pensioners and the taxpayers. My viewpoint is that we should have a reasonable, prudent, I'm not seeking too defensive, not seeking too offensive, uh, aggressive, a prudent policy, which would be 40% U.S. equities, which would m- meaning uh, reduce a little bit of our emerging, uh, improve high-grade or bond portfolio, and so on and so forth. We're talking to Harry Rohr. He's running for state treasurer. He's also a patient man. We had him waiting 10 minutes in the Zoom room while we're getting rid of some glitches. Here on Dateline New Haven. Now, there's another uh, issue that fa- in these state treasurer races, which is that to what extent is the job apolitical? You talked about an issue, which is how do you look at how you invest, which really isn't a liberal conservative political thing. It's liberal conservative, how you, how you uh, gamble or not gamble your money. I'm, I'm on the way conservative end, by the way. My wife thinks I would put all my money in a mattress if I could, even though <laughs> you think we're going to fire. I mean, yeah, I'm just in the bond market. Yeah, yeah. 
But but That's there's also too, by the way. yeah the, the <laughs> another issue though is and then just budget based on what you can expect. But there's also this political philosophy come into play. You know we have more polarized country by the by the year by year, and in this election, it's nationwide liberal. I mean, conserv- Republican and Democratic state treasurer candidates have differed in general on philosophical issues. And I'll give an example here. The um, Eric Russell says we should steer investments toward in-state companies and away from corporations responsible for climate change and opioid addiction. So use our money to also serve a social purpose. He wants to establish a fund to offer financial assistance to those who travel to Connecticut for legally uh, protected abortion care and do that even in conjunction with state treasurers nationwide. And on the other side of the aisle, I'm sure you're you're, um, uh, familiar with the State Financial Officers Foundation, that GOP treasurers have now taken action in West Virginia, Louisiana, Arkansas. They've pulled more than $700 million out of BlackRock, not because of the returns, but because they say the firm is too focused on environmental issues. Uh, Republican treasurers in Utah and Idaho are pressuring companies to drop climate action. They call them woke, and they're taking their money out. Pennsylvania, Arizona, Oklahoma have joined a larger campaign to stop nominations of federal regulators who wants banks to disclose the financial risks of a warming planet. Where do you stand on that? Do you think Eric Russell is right that we should try to use our investments to affect climate change and opioid addictions? Or do you think some of those Republican treasurer candidates are right and treasurers that we use the, our investments to stop companies from divesting from fossil fuels or paying attention to climate change? Right. Pa- Paul, thank you so much for that question. Really, you, you, you get into the middle of things right away. Right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the tough question or the more, more difference questions, which I like. Now, this is how I, I believe I'm focused on what I call justice and social equity in this job. So, for example, in journalism, you have a certain role in, in, in creating justice by getting all the good ideas out or, or differentiating, pointing out things. Same thing, we have a role to play, which is this, that should people's money be making the same high rate of returns or should the rich people and rich institutions make all the money and people should be left with the... With the uh, with the, what you would say, the crumbs. And we made 5.8. The average um, uh, pension makes 8.8, five years. That's about a billion and a half more, and our pensioners are going to let, get less COLA, less cost of living wage increase, less security. Is that just... Can we just explain that to me for a second? So you're saying over the last five years it is that our pension fund has, has earned a 5.8% return, whereas how much has the others made? Uh, the the median is high sevens. Mm-hmm. The median is high sevens. You know, because I, I'm not going to pin myself to a specific number, but that's not the real relevance. And a 80-20 index is 8.7. 8.7. 8. 8.7. So now, so a, you're defining social equity as just getting the best possible returns on pensions, so that people can better from the stock market, even if they're uh, limited budget pensioners, as opposed to large investors. No, let, let, me, let me say what happens with that extra money. We have a, you know, the legislator has a human services committee. The legislator has transportation programs. Le, the legislator offers aid to vulnerable in our society. The more money I make available to the legislator, the more money they have for human services program, because tell you what, we could do more with education. We could do, use more money in some of the most important programs. But I am not here to take the job which has been provided by the people of Connecticut, by our democratic processes, to the legislator and the various committees uh, of, of the legislature. Uh, my job is to make sure more resources are available. 
Now, if I start doing their job, who's going to do, do the treasurer's job? So are you who's arguing that the treasurer's jobs are in the highest possible returns, not to get involved in other issue policy? Well, I would have, as a citizen, I, I would have great input if I were asked by the legislator as to what to do. In the, in the Energy Committee, I have been extremely vocal about how to increase the amount of renewables in our, in our state at the right, best possible price. I've been increasingly vocal as to how to manage the energy transition. And I think the policy has been wrong. At this point, we have neither low cost nor enough renewables. But what I meant, but what I meant is, is the treasurer going to be involved in that? I'm trying to get at, do you agree with the State that's Financial right. Forces Foundation? No, the, that's not the treasurer's job. The mm -hmm. treasurer's job as an advisory will exist, but not by saying, oh, well, we're going to really use the, uh, 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 invest in a specific program, even if it's going to lose money. Yeah, listen, I believe some of the greatest investment ideas are going to be in the energy transition. And if they are good ideas, for example, whether it be EVs or other ideas where we can make a lot, we can make more money than than an index. Mm -hmm. Then I would think that some we would want to have some managers look at that. Although I'm not a stock picker, I don't intend to be the stock picker at the treasurer's office. I mm -hmm. would do uh, overall asset be involved in overall asset allocation. So I just want to make sure I got your position right because I heard you talking about how, your view on energy transition. The, do you disagree with both Eric Russell and the GOP treasurers who say? with different causes that we should make, we should have social causes be part of or affecting corporate policy be part of how we make investment decisions. Are you arguing that as a citizen you care about these issues, but as a treasurer the best way you can help have enough, the state to have enough money to deal with these issues and pensioners to have enough money is to focus 100% on which investments make the most money, period. Is that accurate way of describing your position? It is, it is mostly accurate, but I need to provide you a, a, a little exception there, which is this, that industries which are going to be uh, emerging industries, industries which are going to form a, a big part of our ecosystem in the future, will often offer very high rate of returns because they're growth industries. For example, uh, whether it be renewable, renewable generation, whether it be EVs. So they provide a very excellent case for investment. They provide a very excellent case. But nevertheless, those industries also have a very high risk because many of the initial participants uh, or, uh, or the firms which start up will go bankrupt. But again, it seems like you're arguing It seems like you're arguing invest in them because they'll have a good return, not because Absolutely. you're trying to promote a policy. What about the um, abortion plan? Would you agree with having your office uh, not invest in corporate uh, – to establish a fund for financial assistance for people to travel to Connecticut for abortions? That's illegal mm. for us, for the treasurer office to allocate people money for a specific program. We, you have to realize there is the legislator. There is an appropriation committee. There is a fiduciary responsibility the treasurer has. Everybody cannot basically go uh, and do the responsibility of the appropriations committee. That's where the responsibility lies, Paul. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying I do not have an uh, have a, I'm not taking opinion whether those ideas are right or wrong. What I'm saying is that there is the right folks and the right place where those ideas have to be made or do those decisions have to be made. And I, and, and I think they should be made there. Whereas the most important thing for us is to do our job right. Because if I basically focus on everybody else's job, the treasurer's job is not going to get done right. And mm -hmm. that's what we've seen. So you have $10 billion less in the treasury to spend on human services program. 
because the treasurer wants to, uh, you know, be have a huge say on a 50 million allocation on, on a specific cause. You know, and I don't think that's right. That's that's not even legal in some sense. I would think that to be the fiduciary for the pension assets for our taxpayer, it's not just the pensioner. It's our taxpayers as well. It's also the vulnerable who are involved. Because in the end, let me give you some numbers here. I know uh, I'm always told by, by my advisors, don't use too many numbers, Harry. But I'm going to use this. Well, we are talking here. about the treasurer. Numbers are kind of part of the job. That's right. They have to be there, right? That uh, if you think about how much, what percent of our budget went towards unfunded liabilities and debt repayment, that is closer to 45 to 50 percent. If you take the special allocation or investment we made, what we call a catch-up payment to our pension, which was $3 billion, we basically spend $9 billion in debt repayments and um, catch-up payments to unfunded liabilities. So what is left for current spending? on our infrastructure, on our programs, is a shrinking pot. And you're saying and you're going to change that if elected. You're going to use your, your experience in investments to get the highest possible returns, partly by shifting to more U.S.-based equities. You're not going to set social policy or climate policy. You're just going to look for how to get the best returns so that the legislature can do its job to set the policy. Fair? That's exactly Yeah, you sum it up well. And by the way, there's another part which, which really bothers me, which is how much fee they are paying to um, investment management companies. It is about $150 million a year or upwards of half a percent for management. How do you pay that kind of fee and underperform uh, the market? So would you pay, would you get better advisors? Would you bring it in-house? So what? It, it's always a bifurcated answer for, uh, for areas where we can just index it, we'll reduce the fee to zero. For areas where we know there is, just like Yale Endowment does, where we know we can find alpha or outperformance dollars, we would pay fees. But there we would demand performance. It's not that, well, listen, once you are in, you're in for one reason or the other, and you got in. Every couple of years, not, not every quarter, but every couple of years, if you cannot produce better than uh, an index risk-reward return, you are not going to be part of our fee-paying mechanism. And then you could be like we, Dave, the late David Swenson at Yale. He used to take an airplane and fly all over the world to look at these investments from above, see how they're going to perform. Listen, you know, whatever it takes, I, I, I wouldn't get that granular, but you have to keep your eye on the ball because the returns are, are, are difficult to find. It's not as if I could do everything in the world and politic around and I could, you know, there's a job to be done. A good job done is going to have a large impact on various parts of uh, various aspects of our society. Harry uh, Aurora, Republican treasurer candidate. Thanks for visiting us, Dateline New Haven. Sorry, I got to cut you off. Jose Canelarios, come on out with Shafiq Abdu-Sabor to talk about some pressing issues in New Haven in our next show. It was really a pleasure to chat with you, and I hope we get to talk to you in person at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to it. Thank you for your And well, how can more people find out? How can people find out more about your campaign? Aurora2022.com. That's my website. And I encourage, because I'm the candidate who has financial experience, just like someone, in, you, need, you need an attorney to do an AG job, you need a finance guy to do a finance job. I think I would really encourage your listeners to look at my background and especially compare it to my opponent who has never done a day in finance. Thank you so much, Harry Aurora. Thanks, Harry Droz, for being the station manager's program. No thanks to Zoom, but that's another show. We're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience performing I Wish I Knew How It Feel to Be Free from the group CD, A Plea for Peace.
is Paul Bass inviting you to fly free with us all day, all night, and all weekend long at WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio. Thank you.